Welcome to the last episode of season one. As always, I'm Shreya. And I'm Julia. Today we are talking about Dove, Dionysus, Drake, and a new discovery. Wanting Words is making a comeback after its debut in episode three, followed by Greek mythology. Then we have a special segment of Frequent Flyer, and to top it off, our discovery segment where I'll talk about the COVID-19 variants. Without further ado, let's get into Wanting Words. words if you were here for the premiere of this segment you'll know it's been a while since we've done this uh mostly because there isn't much i can discuss without going on a rant and spoiling an entire plot for you so here's what we have today i'll be sharing my latest reads uh books i've bought on a whim books on my to be read books i plan on rereading and of course all these books will double as recommendations uh even the ones i haven't read yet because they're on my list because I've heard great things about them, so if you're interested in the same genre as I am, you're likely to love them. Alright, so the last book I read was We Hunt the Flame by Hafsa Faisal. When I tell you this book is so incredible, as soon as I hit the middle of the book, I knew this was going to be on my list of favorites, and it's not even the plot that I find particularly special, but the writing is just so detailed and yet not boring, and she has a way of detailing the right parts to the point where they're just right and not only that but the characters and the way that the world is set up is very focused around uh woman empowerment i'd say and gender equality which i obviously adore uh one of the main characters um i won't give anything away but one of the main characters is a woman living in a city or town i'm not really sure what i would refer to it as where women aren't given the respect they deserve and all the other cities or towns um that they do hold women to a very high regard and so one of this woman's motives is to gain respect not only for herself but for all women in her quote-unquote hometown other than that though uh it is an enemies to lovers although that's not all it is but if you enjoy that type of story you'll definitely like this one it's one that you'll have to stick with, I'll warn, because the chapters before the two main characters meet are meant to be build-up and backstory, so they come across as boring, but each little detail of the beginning plays a role later on, and as soon as they meet, you'll be glued to the book, like, until the last chapter, and I'm not even exaggerating. If you're as impatient as I am and feel the need to read until it gets super juicy, I believe the meet, they meet around chapter 34, which seems like a lot, but the chapters are relatively short, and they get shorter as you go on. As for my current read, We Had the Flame ends on somewhat of a cliffhanger. It's not the Rick Riordan, Mark of Athena type cl- cliffhanger where you're literally in the middle of the peak of the plot and they cut it off, but in We Hunt the Flame, they complete the task they were sent to complete, but don't solve the entire issue. So there is a sequel, it came out this year, uh, January of 2021, and it's called We Free the Stars. I can't tell you uh, much about this one, other than that they're working on solving the issue. I do know that the books are a duology, so this will probably be the last one and come to a solution. So, on my list of books I've bought on a whim, Completely disregarding the emptiness of my wallets are We Free the Stars, The Song of Achilles, which happens to be very popular, um, especially on BookTok, which I guess can be described as the people on the app TikTok who are interested in books and 
do essentially what I'm doing now, but instead make short videos on their recommendations. So that's where I've been getting most of my books recently. I haven't begun to read The Song of Achilles or any of the other books I've bought yet, so I couldn't tell you about it, but the other books are The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, also from TikTok, and lastly, Serpent and Dove. My list of uh, to-be-read consists of all of those books, along with finishing the Endgame series, which I bought the first book of and read, but couldn't find the other two anywhere, but I found them recently in a small bookstore, so I want to finish those up. Uh, as well as the Selection series, the Red Queen series, Red, White, and Royal Blue, the Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children series, and this one book called One of Seven Husbands, which I know nothing about but have heard good things of. And those are my priorities, but I also want to read Things We Never Said, the Crow Crow's Game series, or I think. I think that might be a mistype. It might be the Crowns Game series, but it also might be the Crows Game series, so if you're looking it up, try both. The Star Touched Queen series, And I Darken, The Forbidden Wish, The Shatter Me series, and the Delirium series. Um, in a perfect world, I could read all these books during the summer, but it's close to 47 books, so I'd have to read every single day, and I don't know if I have the time for that. So I'll probably just read the, one, read the ones I've bought and the selection series. I'd also like to reread The Cruel Prince, We Were Liars, I'll Give You the Sun, Looking for Alaska, and The Heroes of Olympus series. There are so many books here that I couldn't include so, so I couldn't include the authors, but if you were wondering the authors of any or all of them, feel free to ask us on Twitter and I'll happily list them out. Uh, we'll tell you our Twitter, Twitter handle as we wrap up the episode. I'll update you guys when I finish reading at least one or two of these series and all of the books I've bought, but for now, let's move into Greek mythology. mythology segment is Chiron. Uh, he is a very special figure, especially in Greek mythology, because he trained all of the greatest Greek heroes. Um, there's a lot of names today that I am unfamiliar with, so if I mispronounce them, please excuse me. If you'd really like to know them, uh, again, our Twitter, I will tell you, tell me which time mark, and I will explain what it is I was trying to say. So, Chiron is a centaur, uh, upper half man, lower half horse, but he is different than most centaurs. So, typically, centaurs in Greek mythology are known to be violent and savage and live in herds, but Chiron's fame was rooted in his wisdom and knowledge, um, especially of medicine. He was also the son of the titan Cronus and a sea nymph Philyra, while most other centaurs were from the lineage of Zion and Nephil. In the myths, he lived at the foot of a mountain, Mount Pelion, in Thessaly, married to a nymph, uh, Shericlo, and their four children also lived with them, Hippi, Endis, Okraiho, um, those are his three daughters, and his one son, Caristius. From there, he would train these heroes, such as Jason, who we discussed in the last episode of Greek Mythology segment, and Achilles, who, by the way, the book The Song of Achilles took inspiration from. 
Uh, Heracles, who is more well known by his Roman name, Hercules, uh, Asclepius, Ajax, uh, Thesaurus, Peleus, Perseus, and Phoenix, as well as many others. One thing that set Chiron apart from the other centaurs as a more dignified being was the fact that he was depicted with human front legs while regular centaurs would have been on their four horse legs and two human arms attached to their torso. So it set him apart because he was quite literally human with the back end of a horse just attached to his end. Um, so yeah, that was very different from the other centaurs. Uh, he is in many, many myths, um, as he did lead all of these heroes, um, and he was born immortal, but his end is rather tragic, although I'd say he lived a pretty full life. So Chiron had to accompany his trainee, Heracles, to a supper with another centaur, Pholus. Heracles was completing his list of tasks known as the Labors of Heracles, and this was the fourth of the labors. During the supper, Heracles asked for wine. Um, now, centaurs are known for drinking their drinking habits and the irresistibility of alcohol when it comes to them. So when Pholus opened a bottle of sacred wine given to him by Dionysus, the wine god, the spell attracted other centaurs nearby. Um, and as I said, centaurs are very violent, and these centaurs attacked in an attempt to take the wine, and Heracles was able to kill off many of them with his poisoned arrows, but one of these arrows hit Chiron by mistake. Chiron, being immortal, would have survived, if not for the unbearable pain caused by the arrow, the, the poison on the arrow. Since he was inevitably going to die, Heracles suggested that he give up his immortality in exchange for Prometheus's freedom. I believe we have discussed Prometheus. Uh, he was the titan who gave fire to the humans so that they could evolve, and was punished by Zeus for having done so, chained to a rock for eternity with a hawk picking at his, uh, at his leg, I believe. So the gods agreed, oh no, it was picking at his kidney. But, th so the gods agreed and Chiron took a spot on the Mount Olympus with the gods. Uh, that's all we have for him since uh, he met his fate. If you'd like to hear more about the other heroes, I'm sure that's something you could find or we could definitely talk about it. Just request. Um, and now let's fly right into Frequent Flyer. What it do, what it be, it's time for segment number three. See, I was so sick of our normal transitions that I just had to come up with something creative. Hope that wasn't too cringy. I hope you guys are still here. But yeah, it's time for Frequent Flyer. So for today's Frequent Flyer segment, we will talk about Canada. There's actually a very specific reason we chose this for today's episode, and that reason is that Canada Day is on July 1st, only four days after the publishing of this episode. And you may or may not know this, but people actually want to cancel Canada Day because of the recent events involving residential schools. But since I've planned it for a while and a few facts never hurt anyone, we're going to continue to do this anyway. Let's start off with some quick facts. Canada has 20% of the world's fresh water. Canada is ranked 16 on the Human Development Index. Hawaiian pizza was actually made by men in Ontario, Canada, not in Hawaii. 
Canadians consume more macaroni and cheese than any other country in the world. Canada has two million lakes, more than any other country in the world. Canada is the largest miner of uranium, and what is uranium? It is something used in nuclear power plants across the world to create electricity. And that concludes the quick facts, now into the history of Canada. Just like the United States, Europeans arrived in Canada to see that Native Americans, then called Indians, had already occupied the area. They were hunter-gatherers and relied on nature to survive. When the Europeans arrived, they sort of invaded their space and forced economic and military practices on them, uh, them being the Indians, the Native Americans. Um, so how did they come across the name Canada? The Native Americans that lived in Canada spoke in Iroquian, I don't know if that's right, but Iroquian, and the word village in that language was Canada. So when the Europeans heard this, it evolved into the word Canada, and that's what we call it now. The first map of Canada was made around the end of the 1400s by John Cabot, but the actual English settlement in Canada did not happen until the year 1610. We are fast forwarding quite a bit to the year 1758, the year when democracy started developing in Canada. Canada's economy at the time heavily relied on fur trade. And then we have the War of 1812 where the United States attempted to take over Canada but obviously they didn't win and Britain remained in control. Next comes the year 1867, not really but next in our timeline here. On July 1st, 1867, because of the British North America Act, Canada gained its independence. Another war the Can Canadians were involved in was the First World War. More than 600,000 Canadians voluntarily fought in World War I. They were known to be determined and tough soldiers, and of course they also fought in World War II, this time about 1 million of them. A lot went down with the Canadians in World War II, but that's way too much to get into now, so moving on to modern Canada. Now, of course, Canada has moved away from trading fur. After the wars ended, oil was found in Alberta, and this allowed Canada to trade with other countries and build a stable economy. I'm obviously not going to ignore the celebrities from Canada. The list includes Drake, Justin Bieber, Shawn Mendes, Ryan Reynolds, Keanu Reeves, Elliot Page, Avril Lavigne, and for my Marvel fans out there, Evangeline Lilly. So now that you know quite a bit about Canada, I hope you'll look forward to Canada Day just as much as I am. With that, let's move on to our last segment in depth. This is a rather sad topic to talk about, but it is important that everyone is informed about it, and that topic being the COVID-19 variants. Let's start off by learning how these variants developed, like how do these mutations happen. If you remember from episode 5 where we talked about epigenetics, you'll remember that we talked quite a bit about RNA. So RNA, to very simply sum it up, is a code, the code that runs an organism. It carries the genetic information in all types of living things, including viruses. Well, viruses aren't completely living, but they're also not completely not living. That's an interesting topic. If you want to switch it up, there's all kinds of debates going on about if viruses are alive or not. Um, but that's really interesting. We're not going to get into that now. Going back to the variants. Uh, genes are susceptible to mutations. 
RNA is susceptible to mutations, which shows that mutations are not something new or unforeseen. We knew that this would happen. Um, this is very common. Everything, everything mutates. Everything evolves. This is why it is in so this mutations is why we're encouraged that we get a flu shot every year in case that the influenza virus has mutated. Uh, variants of COVID-19 were actually detected as early as September 2020, the first one in Europe. Some other variants were spotted in Brazil, California, and some other places and are being spread around the world through travelers. The vaccines that are available now will work well against these variants, but scientists are continuing to research them because, again, it could get worse, it could get a lot worse. But I don't want to scare you too much. Um, but yeah, there honestly isn't more that I would like to talk about since for now it's like pretty confusing, but I hope you and your families are healthy and safe. Um, I can't help but say all this talk about variants is reminding me of my current favorite show, Low Key on Disney+. Plus. The show was 100% worth the wait, but I won't spoil it, of course. But if you would like to, feel free to connect with us on Twitter and Instagram to talk about anything involving Marvel or any of our other segments. Uh, again, our handle for both of them is just id, ego, and us, no spaces, no underscore, all lowercase id, ego, and us. As always, thank you for listening, and we hope you return for season two of id, ego, and us.